ADP review day number two here on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. What's going on, everyone? Bird, Jake. Jake, say hello to the people. What's going on, people? Portland, special hello. We love uh, you. How, how, how are we doing, sir? Doing well. Can't complain. We are under two weeks away from drafts. I have my, I have my first legit draft on Sunday. It's a risky business, man. Third preseason it's, game, all the starters play. It's during it's during the last the scheduled game, the last At, scheduled game on Sunday. Between which two teams exactly? It's I think it's between the Giants and the. I'll We're tell you right now. I know, I know there, it's, I mean, it's Sunday. It's the draft time is Sunday at six, which is the last. Uh, the last game. I just don't know who it's between. So it's between. Yeah. So all the games are Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday it's be it's the Lions and the Steelers. I don't love it. Lions and the Steelers, but then there's there, there's nothing more after this week. Yeah, I know, but nothing more, and then it's just full full draft time. I mean, if it were Saturday night. Saturday night, I don't love because we got seven o'clock game, seven o'clock game, seven o'clock game, seven o'clock game, seven thirty, nine o'clock. But then I Sunday, it's just... Giants Jets in the, Snoopy, in the Snoopy Bowl, and then the Lions and, and the Steelers, and that's uh, and that's it. I just hate to see something happen to poor Najee Harris and some poor soul takes him early in that draft. Mm-hmm. I'm try- what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to have that draft. Start at five. Yeah, I, I I just don't. Sorry, it's just not my religion. I just I can't do it. Trying to have that draft start at five. So that way, maybe the starters play a quarter, maybe they play a half, and we just kind of we just kind of see. It's an in person draft too, so it's, whenever we want to start, we start. Yeah, I would stall. I'm going to try and stall as long as as long as I possibly can. But we are here. It is ADP review day. If you want uh, the first seven rounds of the ADP up to pick 70, we did that on last week's episode. So go and check that out. Today, what we're going to be doing is not the same format. We're just going to be rattling off guys that we're going to do by position as we normally do on this show. We're going to be naming one each that is great value right now for where they're being selected and then one that is bad value for where they are being selected and we're just going to have a nice civil calm discussion about all these guys and we all know that is when it's between jake and i there's no such thing as calm little programming note for everybody uh next week we are going to be doing the guillotine draft live on the podcast so uh, that will be Tuesday night, and that will be, of course, in your inboxes uh, for Wednesday morning. Um, we're going to try and maybe do uh, like a last-minute, uh, I guess, pre-draft show. Just kind of, you know, get everyone uh, with the last-minute question. Maybe, hmm, Mr. Simone, I-, I feel like I'm asking you to the prom right now. Would you like to do a mailbag next week, sir? Possibly. I, th- I think that has to be in the card. A little pre-draft right. mailbag. All right. So then we'll do it. We'll do it depending on how the listeners fare. So if you have any questions pertaining to the draft, 
send them in. Send them in. And if we get more, let's see, if we get more than 12 questions, we'll do a mailbag. Sold. That's the target. That's the target. If you don't give us those questions, we'll figure something out and we'll do something for the end of the week. If you do give us the questions, then later in the week, going up into Labor Day weekend, we will do a mailbag. And then we're heading into into week one. We'll be doing a week one preview. Uh, probably that will be recorded on Tuesday or Wednesday. Then, of course, the start of week one on Thursday. And then we'll be doing the full uh, preview uh, on Friday. And then, of course, Jake. Saturday mailbag. Saturday mailbag. I can't wait. It's a great time for all parties involved. So let's just get right into it. So let's just start with the quarterback position. By the way, of course, for um, anybody that is following along, we are, of course, on NFC, uh, ranging from the ADP data that we are using is between August 1st and August 22nd. Um, and we are doing all drafts, not Superflex, for all of those people that want to go ahead and follow along. So, Jake, do you want to start first? Or do you want me to start first? Whichever you prefer, my man. You're the captain of the ship. I'll let you have the floor, sir. Why not? You want a good quarterback value or a bad quarterback value? Uh, we'll start. We'll start. Let's start negative. Screw it. All right. I, it hurts me to say because I really do like the guy, but I just don't understand it. And we're just talking strictly outside the top 70, correct? Um, Yeah, outside the top 70. At Matthew Stafford ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't see it. I think that's definitely a head-scratcher to me, especially with Cam Akers back in the fold. I think the Rams' offense really thrives when they're able to run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, And also, Aaron Rodgers kind of won the MVP the past two years. I don't, I don't really understand what exactly is the logic, do you think, of fantasy managers with Matthew Stafford over Aaron Rodgers or really a lot of the other quarterbacks over Aaron Rodgers, but Stafford in particular. I think it's because Matthew Stafford just won the Super Bowl, quite honestly. I mean, we have Joe Burrow being drafted as the QB4 still. No, actually, as of as of uh, over the weekend, he has moved down. Lamar Jackson has overtaken him. Well, I mean, what is he? The Q, Even as the QB5. He's the I don't QB5. See I don't – I still – and this is somebody that has Joe Burrow as a keeper. And Kyler's closing in on him too. Yeah, so I, just, I be... just don't see it. No, I, I I don't either. If I'm if I'm being really really honest, I I don't see it with Burrow. We talked about it a thousand times at nauseum. Um, with Stafford, however, um, I don't know if I'm as low or as questioning. Well, okay, let me ask you this: Is it more that you're not a big Matthew Stafford guy, or are you more questioning Matthew Stafford being taken over Aaron Rodgers? Being taken over Aaron Rodgers. That's the part that really gets me confused. I have Matthew Stafford ranked as the QB 13 right now. Uh, I have Matthew Stafford ranked as the QB 12. With Aaron Rodgers as the QB 10. Just, I think, want to point that out. I have Aaron Rodgers as the QB 6. I, that's why I really don't love keeping Burrow. It's like I really wish I could snag Aaron Rodgers. Wow, is the QB six? I have so, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, is, I mean oh. so let me let me get this let me get this right. You have Rodgers ranked ahead of. Well, you have Rodgers ranked of every. We're gonna have everybody else except for Kyler, Lamar, Herbert, Mahomes, Allen. Yep. Wow, fascinating. Fascinating. 
Yeah. And Christian Watson's back in practice. Uh, just putting it out there for everybody. And he looked I good. Don't hate it. I mean, I just can't wait for the amount of people to take Romeo Dubes in this or whatever his name is at the end of the draft. You're just Dubes, he's the only dubs, healthy re- dubs. Uh, folks, like he's the only like healthy receiver in the Packers yeah. room right now. The Christian Watson's getting back. Brace yourself for this one. Sammy Watkins is getting back too. <laughs> yeah, for how long? Randall Cobb is also starting to get back. Oh, oh, g- glorious. That's what we all need. We need we need more Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. Yeah, but Watson, I think, is pretty rock solid. And I think Aaron Rodgers and him are gonna get clicking and in a hurry. I, I, I hope so. I hope so. I forgot where I where I heard this. Where I heard this, but there are people there it was somebody out there that was talking about just fading Alan Lazard altogether. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't. I don't see it. Like, you don't want to fade him because you don't think Alan Lazard is good. Okay, that's fine. But you're fading a guy that right now you're taking Alan Lazard as the wide receiver thirty-eight. I don't know if I I can call that a fade. (laughs) You're taking him in round eight. Round eight is yeah. Like if he was going in like fade. If it's like the fourth or fifth round, okay. Yeah, I, I tip fifth, the cast. sixth round, sure. But round eight, we're calling that a fade? Like, woof. God. Yeah. Here, there I am in round, in round eight. I'm just trying to like round, round out my uh, my my lineup here. And, and we have guys that are just trying to draft for, draft the starters. Like, woof. Okay. Um, But yeah, I, I, I'm in the same boat as you are, even though I do like Stafford. But I'm also very much in the camp of I, I'm going to have a lot of Aaron Rodgers and I, I know it. It's I don't want to say it's boring, but I have Aaron Rodgers all the time and I the love basics. the man. You sleep better at night. You you, you yeah. sleep better at night when you have Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback and especially for a guy that you could get. Aaron Rodgers is going 112th overall right now. It, it's just it's mind boggling. Mind boggling. What What do people need to see? It's like if you could tell me I could have Joe Burrow at what what is he like fifty five now or something like that sixty eight even even sixty eight or Aaron Rodgers that late I'm taking Rodgers all day every day. That's just about a sixty pick difference. Sixty pick difference like that is two or three other good starters I could have on my team. And let me just check the projections just because. I want to have fun with it. So Rogers, I have down four. I have Rogers down for two hundred more yards passing than Burrow. I have Rogers down for forty six hundred yards. I have Burrow down for mid forty four hundred. So around forty four fifty, let's say. Okay, so that's yeah, it's pretty consistent. But one guy is being taken. 68th overall the other guy is being taken at 112th overall ludicrous i mean i have the issue with my i don't want i don't know if it's an issue but i mean how can i say no to joe burrow for a 13th it's like you can't it's like yeah you can't you can't unless you're able to trade that pick which we have discussed that you cannot because you have uh you have a no fun commissioner no no so So, i don't even know if i'm drafting burrow i think i still might draft another guy I would. Could I be still Aaron might Rogers. take Aaron Rodgers and Burrow. I had them last year. I mean, I've told I've t- I told you about the uh, keeper league team that one of, one of my uh, one of my buddies has uh, that he has his super super flex. He's got Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that that's as good as it can get. 
Stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, The bad for me, uh, Russell Wilson going at 87th overall, my QB 13. I don't get it. I, I, I don't get it. Russell Wilson has never been a really rock solid, steady fantasy quarterback. Like we we can talk about Russell Wilson and what he's been on a on the football field. He's been model consistent on the field. There's no doubt about that. But as a fantasy option, Russell Wilson has been meh. And there are way better options that are being taken ahead of Russell Wilson right now, namely Dak Prescott, Tom Brady. Trey Lance, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, who I have all ahead of Russell Wilson in my ranks and are being drafted after Russell Wilson right now based on current ADP. That, to me, is silly. A couple of things on Wilson. Sure. I'm not as Debbie Downer on him as you because I think a lot of his fantasy woes, if you want to call him that, had been because of Pete Carroll and and the Seattle Seahawks, how they just refuse to, quote-unquote, let Russ cook. It's been, let's just run the ball with mediocre running backs down Mm. people's throats for two or three yards. And then when shit's going wrong, okay, Russ, just make something happen. I don't think that's going to be the case in Denver. I think Russ has a good understanding of wanting out of Seattle and going to another team. I think it's going to be a lot more Russell Wilson-driven. I think with Nathaniel Hackett, who we all saw what he did for Aaron Rodgers and taking his game to the next level with Matt LaFleur. I think that gives Russ a boost over the the current cast of characters in Seattle and their coaching staff, Brian Schottenheimer, uh, Daryl Bevel. I mean, what the hell are we talking about here? He's getting a big upgrade in the coaching department. I think as an overall, the offensive line wasn't great in Seattle either. was never. I think Denver's offensive line, it's good. It's nothing spectacular, but I think it's good. It's fine. I think their running game is better. I think the running game will help open things up more for the passing game and Russell Wilson. So I have missed the QB 11. I think I'm not quite there yet. Having Trey Lance over him, I have Lance as the QB 12, but I, I think he's, I've honestly contemplated moving him up, but I just can't really get there quite yet. But I think Russ is a fine option. I think at 87, I think that's just about right. I think I might be a little lower, but nothing too drastic. I, I wouldn't hate Russell Wilson as my quarterback this year. I wouldn't hate it, but at 87th overall, when people were taking him over Dak, Brady, Lance, Stafford, Rodgers? No. I think I think I would take him over. I think I would take him over Lance. I think I think I would we could have a conversation about Brady, but Dak, no. Dak, no. Well, let me ask you this now. Let me ask you this now, because I kind of in a way. I kind of see Russell Wilson very similarly to the way I see Derek Carr. No, with, I don't. With, I with, with a higher ceiling, with a higher week-to-week ceiling. But do I see Russell Wilson being a 30-plus passing touchdown guy? Based on my projections, I don't. I think he will be. I think they're going to play in a lot more high-scoring games, too, in Denver than what he was doing in Seattle. In that AFC West, there's going to be a lot of shootouts there. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But do we also, do we also see a potential world where – they're handing the ball off at the one or two yard line. And we see a lot of Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon. I think we do. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the case with every team. I mean, you, you can make the same case for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have Leonard Fournette. We'll see a lot of him. Yeah. The, the yeah, one yard but, touchdown machine. Yeah. We, won't see we, Zeke also, on the we also know I mean, what they on. want to do in Tampa. They want to throw, 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 throw. 
I think in, in Denver, it's going to be pretty balanced. I don't think it's going to rely, be solely on Russell Wilson. I don't think it should be. I don't, th- I don't think it can be based on where Russell Wilson is in his career at 33 years old. I don't think you can let Russ cook. I don't know if they're really, what's the definition of having him cook anymore? So well, I mean, you, you think back to when he, what was the year when he started off as the QB one for most of the season? It was, I think the 2020 season, maybe 2019. Two, yeah, it was two years ago. So, you know, we have seen greatness from him in fantasy football. And I think with yep. the new coaching staff, with a better situation, I think I'm fine with Russ. I don't know about 87. I think I, I would be somewhere in the early 90s. I, I haven't really had the chance to, to rank it all yet. But I think Russ is honestly a real sleeper this year for an MVP, if we're being quite honest with you. I'm, re- I'm really high on Denver. Uh, and that's where we disagree, is that I, I, I'm looking I at the prices of where the Broncos are right now. It's one of those where it's a matter of I would much rather be out on it and be wrong than be in on it and potentially be right. I mean, I'm sure I'll have a share of Javante Williams somewhere. I'll have a share of Cortland Sutton somewhere. But I, I've done three drafts that I'm playing out already. I do not have a single Denver Bronco on, on those three teams. That's fair. I think I'll have... I think I'll have a share of one of the pass catchers. I don't know if I'm going to have Russ as my quarterback, even though I would like it. There's just some other better values out there, but I'm not really like that far out on Russ as I am some other guys. So now the positive side, Jake, who's a, who's a quarterback that you are loving at their current value? And we'll say not named Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's Dak. It's hard. I'd be hard pressed not to say Dak. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say, I was gonna say Dak as well. Um, but I'm gonna go for our good friend, Jameis Winston. Twentieth overall out of the quarterbacks right now, going as a QB twenty, one hundred and sixty eighth overall. Guy's basically free. He is free. I think he is the best late round dart throw that you could possibly have. I mean, if you were to tell me going into a draft, if you could, if Jameis Winston and let's say Kirk Cousins were my quarterbacks, I think I'm fine. I'm happy with that. I'm, happy I'm really with happy with that. If you're in a if you're in a 12 team league, let's say, and you emphasize running back and wide receiver, and you come out of a draft with two quarterbacks, and those two quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence and Jameis Winston, I'm fine with that too. Yeah, Trevor. It's not as steady. It's not as steady, but is the is the ceiling significant enough? Yes, I think so. The ceiling's better than Kirk Cousins. I would just advise like more of a safer bet than Trevor Lawrence if you're taking Jameis and you expect him to start. Like I think Kirk Cousins is the quote unquote is the definite best step. You know what you're getting from Kirk yep. Cousins. Yes, you know what you're getting. You're not going to be fooled by him in any way, shape, or form. And he's going to be in a position where I think he's going to be very successful. I think Kevin O'Connell is going to really want to put an emphasis on pushing the ball downfield as much as he possibly can. And I think that helped Kirk Cousins. So absolutely. Yeah. He's got the as receivers the, to as do the it. QB 15. Absolutely. I, 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 I love it. Yeah. All right. So let's go on to the, well, wait, uh, let me just ask you first Um, on Jameis. Where do you have Jameis in your, uh, in your quarterback ranks? Jack? This is a QB 16 for me. QB 16 for me as well. And where do I have him? I know you probably don't have him in your overalls. Let me just see where I have him in my overalls, if I can find him on quick glance. I have him at 125th overall, so about 43 spots higher 
than the ADP has them right now. Yeah, just one it. last one last thing on on quarterbacks. I think sure. Kenny Pickett's a sneaky pick. I think he's starting week one too. I do too. I do too. And Baker Mayfield now uh, announced as the starter for and I, the and Carolina I'm high on Panthers. Baker. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm high on the Panthers with Baker. I think the Panthers are a sneaky good team this year. I really do. I think they'll be a bit more steady than 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 they have been. I think it's great news for DJ Moore. Yes. Oh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't know if I'm going to move him up necessarily, but am I a bit more interested now in DJ Moore? Yes. Yeah, me too. I, the, for me to say it, it's really. And for you to say it, that says a lot. That says a Definitely lot coming from you. Definitely really more interested in McCaffrey. I don't even know if that was grammatically correct, but. Uh, it counts. Yeah. It counts. I don't know if I'm more in on McCaffrey because, well, I mean, you've heard. Everybody's heard me for the last six months on this show talk about just how I want none of McCaffrey. And as of now, when we're basically in the heart of draft season, that hasn't changed much. I no, I can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, I feel I, you. I've already passed on him in one league. I feel you. I've done it once. I, 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 th- I, took... I think if he gets outside the top four or five, I think I start thinking about it. I had a number two pick in a, in a half PPR draft. I took Derrick Henry different. over Christian McCaffrey. That's fine. I mean, but I'm saying, like, if he gets past, like, four or five, I start getting interested. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I know I'm in a draft on Sunday where I'm picking fifth overall, and uh, there are some rumblings going on that there's the possibility that McCaffrey could fall to five. And if he does fall to five, I would have to think about it. Would I yeah. do it? Would I do it? No. Because You'd right- be interested. I'd be interested. I'd be interested because right right now I think my plan at that spot is because I know I'm going to get uh, Dalvin Cook in another in another league. My plan is going to be to take Alvin Kamara at five in this league and just kind of, and just kind of shock the world. I might take. I've been thinking about taking Alvin Kamara at nine in my draft next Sunday. Yeah. I've been playing my cards really tight, mm-hmm. so hopefully I don't listen to the podcast. But I don't. See, I don't show everybody the podcast until the season starts. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Fair. I don't say, Fair. like, listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I you don't want to show that. him the tricks. No, I wait till the season you don't starts. Want like, the, oh, by the, the way, the don't magician can't show, his, can't show how he does his tricks. Unless, like, they listen and don't tell him. You know what I'm saying? Some sneaky right. shit's going on. But, like, yeah. But, yes. Uh, as of right now, if there's no McCaffrey, the plan is to go Alvin Kamara and just kind of and just kind of shake it up a little bit. Which could yeah. be. Which could be interesting, given my given my uh, my vocal opinion on Alvin Kamara in uh, in the past. Speaking of Alvin Kamara, he plays running back. Let's go to the running back position, shall we? And let's start with uh, running backs that are decent value outside uh, the top seventy. And I'll give you my first one. Uh, I really got to say, Melvin Gordon at one hundred and tenth overall. I'm really liking that. That gets me excited. I was just I was definitely having Gordon on the radar. Um, just, I don't want to say guys that we've really talked about at nauseum, like Damian Pierce. I think. Yeah, no, I want to go with Damian Pierce, James Cook too, even, um, Kenneth Gainwell at 122. That's intriguing. Yeah. Yeah. That That's sure. getting me. I'm interested. Yeah. And how about, how about Brian Robinson at 148th overall as well? It's a nice little dark throw. Some more like realistic guys that I think are just like inside the top 100 range that I'd be interested in. Not like realistic, but just like guys that. Name value, guys. Name value, just guys that the general consensus talks about. I think Kenneth Walker just inside the top 100 is great value. I, I get it. He's dealing with a little something right now, but 
Um, he should be back, right? He shouldn't miss too much time, they were saying, right? They're worried about him for week one, and they're already planning to be without Rashad Penny. So it could be Travis Homer week one of Monday Night Football starting at running back for the Seattle Seahawks. Well, well don't forget that our good buddy, Kenyon Drake, is now available. Oh, please, God. Please, God. Or no, no. wait a minute. Don't they have the legendary Alex Collins still in the fold? Dude, I don't know if they have Alex Collins still in the fold because I I did see Travis Homer, um, yeah, against against the Bears. Travis Homer looked he looked half decent. Yeah, but how can we forget about Alex Collins? Remember when oh. he was a thing last year? Yeah, of course, of course. How could how could I ever forget Alex Collins? But remember, I think remember, Walker's remember good. Alex Collins was yeah. being taken as a fourth round pick. Oh, those I were know. the days. But but I getting back to Walker here, like. You know, if you were to ask me who I'd rather own heading into the year of the Seattle running backs, I think I'd go with Kenneth Walker, and I think he should only fall if he's hurt too. I think he's a nice guy to have as like your RB5, RB4. If you're smart, RB5. I think that's that's what I'm looking for in an RB5. He's got significant upside, and that's, I think, what you're looking for when you're taking those RB4, RB5s. You're looking for the guys that have the upside, not necessarily the floor. Guys that can really boom and, and you know, turn into your RB3, RB2. Maybe if you get really lucky, your RB1. That's what Kenneth Walker is. That's what James Cook is. That's what Damian Pierce is. Melvin Gordon, I think, is more of your more of your floor guy, but can he become, especially in, in 12, 14 team leagues, can he become a very solid flex option if this Denver offense, you know, really pans out to what many people are hoping that it's going to be? Yeah, absolutely. Standalone value. Yes. Yeah. You want you want to find guys that have a pathway towards standalone value. That's what you're really looking for when you're drafting in like the in like the belly of of your of your drafts. And I will also say, um, I know Jake has talked about this in the past. I'll say it again. Um, Alexander Madison, uh, that's got to be someone that you look at because if Dalvin Cook is is hurt, which he normally is for three or four games a year, Alexander Madison immediately is a top 15 option, if not top 12. I think we got to start thinking about Isaiah Spiller, too. I think he's the clear-cut handcuff. Yes, Austin Eckler. he is. He is. And then another one as well, Rashad White for Leonard Fournette. Yeah, the only thing that worries me there is Giovanni Bernard is still annoying from time to time. Oh, he'll be annoying, but who will be the first yeah. and second down guy if Leonard Fournette uh, gets hurt? It'll be Rashad White. I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. As for the guys that uh, we don't love, well, I mean. I got uh, one that's been pressing. So I think it's a waste of a pick. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's it's the same guy, um, but you go first. And then there is someone that I, I do want to bring up, considering there has been some more negative news about him over the last couple of days. That must be discussed. So uh, go ahead, Jake. Floor is yours. I'm sorry, but I'm not a Devin Singletary guy. Okay. At 82 overall, we're talking about some names that he's being drafted over. Like, I wouldn't take Devin Singletary over Ramondre Stevenson. I wouldn't take him as much as we don't like him. I know he's probably your guy, Miles Sanders. I don't think, I, I don't think I'm there yet for um, – I wouldn't take him over Chase Edmonds. I wouldn't take him over Damian Harris. I mean, Damian Harris at 90, I think, is a good value. I don't think I would even take Singletary over Rashad Penny. I wouldn't take him over Kenneth Walker. I wouldn't take him over James Cook, his teammate. Definitely not Damian Pierce. I think I would take Singletary over Cordero Patterson. That's where I, I I can start penciling him in, if that makes Singletary sense. Singletary or Gordon? Gordon. I would take Gordon as well. I think I, I, I think well. Patterson – I think I would take uh, Singletary over Cordero Patterson, though. Yeah, I would too. I would and Naheem too. Hines, I'm, we start getting silly. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I have single I have Singletary right now as my RB thirty three. 
I have Singletary right now as my RB39. Oh, wow. You're low on him. Low on him. So where do you have where do you have James Cook then? I have James Cook as my RB36. Interesting. Okay. I've I've Cook as my RB40. So I, I I'm higher on Cook than I am Devin Yeah, Singletary. but I could I could make that, that move very easily. I, it's just a matter of I have to move Damian Pierce up a little bit. Question is where Damian Pierce. I, I could see myself putting Damian Pierce inside my top 36 very easily. Yeah, I've contemplated moving Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, not Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, I haven't contemplated moving him up, but I've contemplated moving Cordero Patterson outside my top 40. Thought about I it. Yeah, I don't not mind quite that. there yet. I don't mind. I don't mind that if you were to do it. All right, so we got to talk. We got to talk about Antonio Gibson and what the hell is going on with him in Washington. I know we talked about him last week, but now he's on the scout team. Uh, no, nothing is good here. There's nothing good coming out of Antonio Gibson, and people want to say, "Oh, maybe it could be a screen, a little smoke screen being deployed by Washington." No, it's it's not. no, no, it's not good. It's not good. I want to know what he did because whatever he did, it was bad enough because now I moved him down significantly. Jake and I were talking about this before, uh, before we came on air. Uh, I moved Antonio Gibson all the way down to my RB 26 in my running back ranks. And then my overalls, Antonio Gibson is now coming off the board as the 68th overall player for me. Uh, yeah. I am as the RB 24 it's just like it's very brandon Ayuk ish if that makes sense remember last year we were hearing the reports out of training camp we were hearing the reports leading up to the season that brandon Ayuk's in the doghouse brandon Ayuk's working with the third team oh brandon Ayuk has this and the fantasy community was like nah it's nothing like they'll get over it and here we are and i never, think that's, and never did that's where i think we're going with gibson in a way and it's just like you think it's not true where you see guys like Ryan Robinson, J.D. McKissick. I don't know with any of the other characters. Who's the other guy? J- uh, Patterson, right? Jared Patterson. Jared still Patterson, there. yes. Um, I think they still have some other clown working around, uh, lurking around, too. If I'm not mistaken. I think those are uh, Brian guys, Robinson, J.D. McKissick. McKissick, Jared Patterson. Okay, so they're – And they're Brian Robinson up. is the other one. Okay, so, you know, we think it we, – we think, like, no way, right? But – we've come to learn in fantasy football where we need to start paying attention to news when it's given to us about guys and where they're practicing. And I got news for you. Not too many RB ones in the league are working with special teams and the scout team and the punt blocking group. Like this is a concern. And I think we need to just fade in. Now that's a guy we fade, right? Not, not a guy going in the eighth round of drafts as the number one receiver for Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy we fade at his current ADP. Correct. Correct. I, I want no part of Antonio Gibson, the RB25 right now in drafts. I want no part. Feels like a waste of a pick. Well, now let's let's play this game now. Where does Antonio Gibson become reasonable? For you outside, to even think about it. Outside my top 30. So you would say if he's going in round seven right now, would you consider him late round eight? Late. Yeah, more like round nine. You could. I, I was going to say I would definitely start considering him in round nine. I don't know about I, even. Late I need round to look eight. at the other options late round eight. If that makes sense. All right, so let's let's look at the round eight options. Um, Antonio Gibson or Rashad Penny. Gibson. Gibson for me. Antonio Gibson or Damian Harris. Damian Harris. I would take Damian Harris. 
Antonio Gibson or Miles Sanders. Two guys in very similar positions. Not really. Sanders is more due to injury relate related matters than just sucking at that. Not sucking, but like not. Oh, but he's quick to be in the doghouse, though. We saw it last year. We saw it last year, but then at the and then we we got to admit though, like when they started giving him the ball more, and he, he did produce. Right. I would um, go Sanders. I, I, I'm going to go Sanders, even though I'm not particularly interested in him either. Gibson or Chase Evans. Wow. Wow, I'm shocked you have to think about that. Give me Gibson, but it's close. I would take Edmonds, and it's not close. I think it's close. I, I I'm not quite that. Miami is like. I'm not. I'm not huge on Edmonds, but. Uh, yeah. They paid him. Just that, two that, guys. That's my whole thing. It's like you're naming me guys that like I just don't. I don't want <laughs> like. Antonio Gibson or Damian Pierce. Pierce. Yeah, Pierce. Not close. Gibson or Melvin Gordon. Wow. Um, give me Gibson. I would take Gibson. I'll give you one more. Antonio Gibson or James Cook. Give me Cook. I would say give me Gibson. Give me Cook, but really, really I don't know if close. I my money were really Gibson, close. How about this one, Gibson or Ramondre Stevenson? Stevenson. Stevenson's going to be sneaky. I think both running, Pat running backs could have standalone value this year. I, I don't see how they can score outside of running the ball. Yeah, I think they can, but the problem is, is that good luck good luck being in a situation where you can take both of them. That's true. Because I think they're, they're, they're neck and neck right now in ADP. It's crazy. Yeah, 89th overall for Harris, 88th overall for Stevenson. And then in my RB ranks, I have Harris as my RB26. And Stevenson is my RB thirty three. No, sorry, thirty four. Apologies. Okay. Yeah, so I have they're... Stevenson at thirty five. Damian Harris at twenty eight. So okay, yeah, it's close. It'd have to be back to back round type thing. Right. It would have to be at the turn for you to even think about it and 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 do it. The receivers. Uh, let's start with the let's start with the negative ones first. Uh, Jake, go ahead. Uh. Okay. So. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a typo of some sort, but why is Russell Gage still going 106 in drafts? I'm not quite sure, to be honest. All right, this one's really pressing to me, too. Kadarius Tony, what are we doing at 83? Why are yeah, we taking it, Why are we taking Kadarius Tony over some some other? Like Christian Kirk should be going over Kadarius Tony in drafts. I, yeah, I mean you 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 stole one of the guys that I was uh, that I was considering with uh, with Kirk. I think I would take Chris Olave over Kadarius Tony. Oh, too. absolutely! Yeah, absolutely. I think I would take Damian. Oh, not Damian. But Traylon Burks. I told so. I told you how how I did uh, three drafts. Two of my three, I have Chris Olave. I I, I love him. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I think I'm getting to the point where I'd rather have Garrett Wilson than Kadarius Tony. Would you rather Sky more Kadarius Tony? Give me Sky. I would take Sky as well. Claypool. Good God. Yeah, I know I you, want to, you, know, you just I, want to puke I, right now. I think I would rather have Chase Claypool. Oh, my God. Look at you. How did, how did that taste? I think I would. I think with Pickett, Claypool is starting to intrigue me a little bit. I, I Not intrigue to the point of me drafting him, but, like, he's getting back on the radar. Hey, as a, as a borderline top 50 receiver, I mean, why not? Yeah. 
why not? I mean, why I mean not? listen, I'm not I'm not super huge on Claypool. Like I don't I don't want to be, you know, a Chase oh, no. Claypool truther or anything. But I mean, I I would definitely take a chance on him at 110 overall. Yeah. I don't want to get I don't want people to get confused. I'm, I'm just saying No, no. I again, I I I I I won't be actively targeting Claypool, but with a gun to my head, could I consider it? Sure. I definitely could. Um, a guy that I'm not super high on. I'm going to be very honest. I'm going to say to you, I think the receivers, for the most part, I, I see a lot of where these guys are being drafted and the reasons for it. Um, I am going to go and say begrudgingly, because I do like him as a player, but Devonta Smith at 81 overall, I'm not a huge fan of it. Me neither. Just because uh, you know AJ Brown is going to get his. You know Dallas Goddard is going to get his because Jalen Hurts loves Dallas Goddard. So where does that leave Devonta Smith? And in an offense where ideally Nick Sirianni is having Jalen Hurts drop back somewhere in the range of 25, 30 times, and that's it, what does that really leave for Devonta Smith? And the answer to me, honestly, is I don't know. I, I don't know what that really leaves Devonta Smith with. It, it, maybe he's a seven, eight target a game kind of guy, which might be on the really, really high end. I mean, if you can get that, then maybe that's good. But at 81 overall, when you have Alan Lazard, Drake London, Christian Kirk, Chris Olave, Traylon Burks, give me all those guys over Smith. Me too. I'm not the biggest Devonta Smith guy, too. Where do you have Smith in your ranks? Devonta Smith is currently my wide receiver 32, and I don't love it. I think I'm moving him down. I have Devonta Smith as my wide receiver 38. Yeah, I think he's getting moved down. Yeah, I'm not I'm not huge on him. Like I'm not I'm not ready to put Smith over Alave or Burks or Kirk, but would I rather have those guys over over Smith? Yes, I would. I think the upside is greater with those guys than it is with Smith. I totally agree. All right, guys, that we that we like. Uh, Jake, do you want to go first? Sure. I, I'm going to go all the way down the list here um, in the 170s range. I'm going uh, with Alec I, Pierce. I was pretty much going to the safe spot, so let's, yeah. let's just fucking let it rip. Yeah, I'm going with Alec Pierce here. Mm. I think Alec Pierce, like, I think if we had, if we, I, I get it, we're not doing the bold prediction show this year. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. Oh, no, I think we're, we're, we're we, we, we already did the bold prediction show. Yeah, but that was kind of like all right. So if we if we we do a, this is we a could different do one. Type. We could do on the week before the season. I think we, I think we can get that arranged. All right. Well, we'll we'll have to talk to the bosses here, but we'll get um, that arranged. I think one of my bold predictions would be, and I like the guy too, but I think if we're getting bold, and I think it's a plausible one, Alec Pierce outscores Michael Pittman. <sighs> Yowie wowie. I really like Alec Pierce. That's a hundred that's a one hundred and fifty spot difference between the two. Yep. I, I don't think I'd be shocked. I, I would be a little like taken aback, but I don't think I would be like, what the f-? like in what world could this happen? I don't think I would be like that. That would be fascinating. That would be fascinating if that if that were to uh to happen, I I would say. But I don't I don't mind it because I, I, I've been explaining this with Alec Pierce, and I, I'm not 
I'm not again. I'm not an Alex an Alec Pierce truther. Um, I see the appeal because they're going to need more than just Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman. They're going to need somebody else. And do I trust Paris Campbell to stay healthy? No. Do I trust Mo Ali Cox to be an every week contributor? No. Outside of outside of that, who who who, who who's in Indianapolis? Who's in Indianapolis that I'm ready to go ahead and and, and trust? Like the next the next India Indianapolis wide receiver that I have on my ranks, not named Alec Pierce or Paris Campbell, is Mike Strachan and Desmond Patman. Yeah, I, I think Pierce is set up for something. Yeah. He he's set up to get wide receiver two reps. Takes one injury to Michael Pittman for that whole change. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, guy that I'm loving, 61st uh, wide receiver off the board right now, Jalen Tolbert in, in Dallas, 143rd overall. Really just comes down to they're going to need to pass the ball to someone not named CeeDee Lamb and Dalton Schultz. And I think we're going to see Tony Pollard in, in, in the game a little bit, but we all know that Dallas loves to take those deep shots. They love to have that go-to outside receiver that can make plays. And with no Michael Gallup there, at least for the first week, if not the first couple, Jalen Tolbert's in a great position where he can contribute early. And I think Dallas has, he has to contribute for Dallas because if he doesn't, then it's going to be very easy to pick apart this Cowboys offense. I get a little worried when thinking about a world where it's just CD lamb and Dalton Schultz is the two alphas in the uh, pass catching department for Dallas. Yeah. The only thing that concerns me is Michael Gallup's going to be back at some point, And I don't think it's going to be too long. So right. see what I'm saying? Yeah. But Jalen Tolbert could Jalen Tolbert carve himself out as, as like a nice little Cedric Wilson role. Yeah, he absolutely can. Yeah. But Cedric Wilson wasn't startable though. In fantasy, that's kind of where I in deep in, in deep non PPR format, you could have started him, bro. He was not startable. No, but hmm. On a, on a Hail Mary play, you could have. In the deepest of deep leagues, you could yeah. have done it. Wasn't advisable, but could you have yeah, done it? I yes. It. Uh, George Pickens at 60th overall. How do, I don't know if I love it or if I hate it. I, I, I think I hate it. I think Pickens is going to get drafted a lot earlier than we think um, because a lot of people are, are really high on him. Yep. So that's why I haven't really... Come to terms yet. I just stock into him. like listen. We like. I mean, how many Steelers are we going to love? We like Najee Harris. We like. I mean, I don't know about like Deontay Johnson, but like I'm you know, not a fan of Deontay Johnson. He's he's, he's going to get hit. He's still going to be involved. It's like yeah. he, it's like there's Deontay Johnson. There's Pat Fryermuth who we're high on. Yeah, I do love Fryermuth. Like they still have Chase Claypool. Like those are a lot of guys, and like I don't know if Kenny Pickett can sustain two or three fantasy relevant options if right. that makes sense as a rookie. That's my concern. Right. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I also want to point out at uh, 54th overall. So out on the Giants. It's for free. I, it's for free, but there's some other guys that I think I'd rather take a chance on. Like, hear me out sure. here. How about Devontae Parker? He was the guy that I was just about to mention. Would you rather Kenny Galladay or Devontae Parker? I'm going Parker. They are very, very similar for me, but but I want to bring you back to something that you said earlier when we were were talking about the Patriots running backs. Are you concerned at all with Mac Jones being responsible for the guy to give Devontae Parker the ball? 
No, I don't I don't think so. I think they traded for Parker for a reason. I think Bill Belichick will make a point of emphasis to get Devontae Parker involved in the game plan. So if there's one patch receiver that you're drafting right now, you're drafting Jacoby Myers or Devontae Parker in full. I'm ta- I'm taking Devontae Parker. Yeah, I would ta- I would take Devontae Parker as well. Let me just see what I have him down for in the projections. I have Parker ranked higher than Myers. And then in the projections, I have Parker down for 67 catches, 823 yards, and five touchdowns. That's fine. Yeah. I think for what are you taking him as a wide receiver, 64 for free? He won't be the most steady week to week, but can he be? Is there potential for him to be? Yeah, absolutely. And keep an eye out as well. Um, I heard from a, a contact with the Patriots over the weekend. Um, apparently Nelson Aguilar could be a surprise, uh, cut for the Patriots. I could say it. So if that's, if that's the case and Nelson Aguilar is no mas in new England, that definitely cars cars out the potential for more targets for the likes of Devontae Parker and Jacoby Myers. So we, ooh, ooh, Jacoby Myers, I think is fine. He's fine. He's safe. He's he doesn't, very unexciting. He just doesn't score. No, he doesn't score enough. And that's, that is the biggest problem with with Jacoby Myers. Yeah. Okay, let's go to the tight ends. Not really a lot to choose from just because it is the tight end position and this is, you know, where we're at with the state of fantasy football. But I will say uh, a big plus, and we've talked about him uh, at length on the show, Cole Komet, 125th overall. I love it. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, guy we just mentioned, 129th overall. I love it. And I'll even I'll even say Noah Fant at 169th overall, like it a lot. Noah Fant just. I know Noah Fant is a curse word to you, but guess what? If Drew Locke is his quarterback, I'm trusting that Drew Locke is going to have eyes for Noah Fant. So the GPS when he's basically will be free. I'll take a stab on it. Free. I mean, for me, uh, those are kind of the guys I really like. So I'll just get into the negatives here. Yeah, I'm sorry, but TJ Hawkinson at 78. I'm not interested. No, I'm not either. I'm, I'm uh, not interested. The ship has kind of sailed for me. But you're also very out in the Lions in general. In a sense, I'm warming up a little bit more to Amon Ross St. Brown. Okay. But that's about it. See, I I, I love me some Swift. I love me some I'm, Swift. I'm not. I, I just I need to see it first with him. He's very Joe Mixon-like. It very, very reminds me of Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think, I think Swift has top five upside in PPR. PPR. And, and Nixon did that to you early in his career too. You were always wanting to be part of the year. Well, I was never a DeAndre Swift guy until I had the experience last year. And let me tell you, DeAndre Swift, you do sleep better at night with DeAndre Swift as your as your starting running back at full point PPR. I had to say, if he's going to be there, crazy. If he's going to be there, if he's going to be there, but hey, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is never is not a guarantee to be there. Joe Mixon's not a guarantee to be there. We're still drafting them in the first round. Well, they're there more often than. DeAndre Swift has been the first two years of his career. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, another tight end I want people to keep an eye out on, Austin Hooper. In yeah, he's Tennessee. a sleeper. I think there's just so many dart throws that you can go with at the tight end position a where ton. you really you, you can't ton. go wrong, where it's like drafting TJ Hawkinson inside your top 80. It's just a waste, in my opinion. Yeah, and Hunter Henry as well, 154 overall with the amount of red zone targets and end zone targets that he got a year ago. Yeah, I think if you're looking for your classic need a touchdown to be good guy. Hunter Henry is that if you want to live on the edge a little bit. I think I would rather draft 
uh, Hunter Henry there than Dawson Knox, where he's currently going. Oh, absolutely. At 113th overall for Dawson Knox. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. But Zach Ertz, though, not even inside the top 100. L ludicrous to me. He's going to be their, their top pass catcher, in my opinion, while DeAndre Hopkins suspended. And if I think you look he at, might be. And if, and if you look at the numbers for Zach Ertz since joining the Cardinals last year, he was the tight end six. Well, I, I, that was another move that I did make over the weekend. I moved Zach Ertz above Dallas Goddard. And I've had Zach, that. Ertz, Zach Ertz is now my tight end seven. I believe he's mine as well. Yes, he is. So you have it, uh, then your top six in no particular order Kelsey, Pitts, Andrews, Kittle, Waller, Schultz. Yes. How do you have it in order? Kelsey, Andrews, Pitts, Kittle, Schultz, Waller. That's exactly Zacharts. how I have it. Yeah. That is exactly how I have it. And I I tell you, I'm really, really tempted to move Schultz over Kittle. Uh, no, not Kittle. Waller for me. I have Schultz over Waller. I have Schultz over Waller too, but I think Ertz would be the next. I can't I can't put you would you so you yeah. would consider you would consider moving Ertz over Waller. Oh, you said Schultz over Wall. Uh, yes, I said, I said Schultz. No, 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 not quite there yet. Not, not quite there. I'm not there yet, but am I thinking about it? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about it. Do I get there? Maybe not. But Ertz over Waller. I don't, I don't know if I could do that in a draft. I, I, it's like no, I don't know if I could do it either. That, that, that's, that's the way I think about it as well. It's like you know, on paper it looks nice, but. In yeah, a, draft, a draft, I'm staring I'm down George Kittle yeah. or Dalton Schultz. Can I do it? I don't think I can. No. Well, that's going to be it for this edition of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Adam will be back later this week. And then next week, we'll be doing, uh, be doing a bold prediction show because Jake seemingly wants to do a bold prediction show next week, so why not? And then we will be doing, of course, by popular demand, hopefully mailbag, and we have the live draft next week as well. So be on the lookout for that. For Jake Simone, I'm Bird. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.